Welcome to the Hallmark Cafe. I'm Michael. And I'm Diane. Come on in. Your table is ready. Another beautiful day here at the cafe. It's lovely. The The servers are here. They're happy. The cooks are here. They're happy. And uh, we're happy. We're happy. We're going to talk about a couple of just happy. Hallmark shows. We've been watching The Way Home. We're on episode three of The Way Home. But of course, that's our main course. But we also offer a dessert. A surprise dessert. You'll be surprised to see this dessert, I and think. I, I'm going to say that our dessert and our main course have something in common. Really? A beach party from the past. Uh, that's true. It is true, isn't it? That's true. Yeah, I think that, yeah. So the first uh, uh, thing we're going to talk about is The Way Home. This episode is called I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, which I assume... I don't want to... You can't sing it. I can't stop. I suppose it's after the song that Diane was trying to sing there. And uh, it uh, was directed was by... That, was that in 1999? Oh, yeah. We never, we never looked that yeah. up. We usually look those up. But... Yeah, that was in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. It was directed by Namisha Mukherjee. And it was written by Jessica Runk. And, you know, these are, it's difficult to put it into a synopsis. You could just say, well, you know, she goes back in the past a few times and other stuff happens. And she's, <laughs> but, but that's not us. We're going to give you something. We're going to give you a, and it, But really, this is, you know, these are, we're it's, gonna a, give it's, you, a, it's a mystery. We're going to give you something to so, ponder. Oh, God, I'm so bad. <laughs> Yikes. I, okay. How do I come back from the that? First, first show co-starring a pond. So. Uh, well, that's true. And you know, the pond, it, uh, many of these shows that you watch, there, there are in, inanimate ca- co-stars, really. Right, like right. Like in the, you know, in the Waltons, you had the, the big house. Or cars. Right? Or cars yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of examples where, where um, you know, in Heartland, the, the ranch or the cars that they drive, the truck, you know. Right. The pond is, kind a, of is kind of a character. It in is kind show. of a character. That's yeah. true. So uh, in this episode, um, you know, th- these are mysteries or this is a mystery. And these episodes all have a bunch of clues in them. So really, instead of a synopsis, it's sort of like listing a lot of the clues, the things that happened to try to help you guess what happened to Jacob and what happened to the family, I guess. Right. So other than the obvious, you know, people disappeared and people died. But I think their their intent is to show you a little bit more right. of the underlying... Well, because, you know, as we've said from the beginning, is this a time travel show or a family drama what what is or just a mystery yeah. i don't know yeah family drama yeah i mean if you take out the the time travel it's still a mystery but the time travel kind of gives you extra clues so in this episode we we learn more about the big boat that's been present for the last couple of episodes sitting in the um, yard we find out it was purchased by colton and probably in 99 since that's when she goes back and that's when it shows up uh it needs a lot of work uh, Alice seems to get a bit, a bit addicted to going back to the past now. I've noticed that. You, did you notice that, Michael? I um, did. She wants to go back. It's like a thing. She, she can't, like, maybe because the present is not that comfortable. So she'd rather go back to the past because she has more fun. Right. But uh, um, she, uh, Elliot seems to be helping her in the past now because he knows what's going on in the past and in the present. And uh, so she starts, he starts helping her uh, as she, when so that she has like dry clothes when she comes out of the pond. Uh, and uh, like at one point, he leaves in a little note saying, Thank, hey, welcome back to 1999. Now, I don't think, I don't know if he knows that she's coming back. I guess he just assumes that she might. He's, so, yeah. 
figures that she probably will come back. Uh, but this time, uh, you know, the, at some point she goes into the past in this episode and a lot of time has passed. It's been the whole summer, a couple months. And she's really surprised by that and a little bit anxious because how does she explain that, that she's been gone for two months? Well, she's thinking so, that she's going to come back to the present and have been gone for two months, right? So I don't or, know if she thinks that or not. I, don't, I think she's just surprised when she goes in the past it's been. So all of a sudden the pond is throwing in like different rules. Oh, the pond can take you, it does, it's not one-to-one. It's right. It's not like, you know, day-to-day or something. So, but when we were back in the past this time, we, we meet Danny as a young boy. Jacob, it turns out he's Jacob's best friend. And if you remember, Danny is the guy at the cemetery who left flowers on Jacob's grave. We, we questioned that. Like, well, what does he have to do with it? In episode two. In episode two. So now we know he was a constant in the past as well. Uh, so a couple shows up. Dell decides to sell them the boat. Uh, Alice is very much against it. And then she confuses everyone as she tells them, you know, histrionically that, uh, you know, you, you used to love this boat. And I guess they're looking at her thinking, how do you know? Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? You've lost your mind. Anyway, uh, when uh, Dell finds out that it was actually Rita, uh, played by... Um, uh, Marnie uh, McPhail. Marnie McPhail. Marnie McPhail. I was, uh, this is kind of a Back to the Future name, which is kind of... Marnie like, McPhail. Oh, oh. It's like Marnie McFly. <laughs> it's Marnie McPhail. So anyway, um, uh, she finds out that it was Rita who sent these tr- surprise tourists to purchase the boat. She is not happy. Uh, Dell is not happy. Uh, she feels like he's, you know, Rita's crossed a big boundary there, like kind of run her life. Well, we knew that last week, but she's catching on now. Um, and we also learn how the scrapes on the boat appeared. Right. Which appear to be when uh, Colton took the boat out uh, to look for Jacob and then came back and just kind of ran it into the concrete uh, piling or, or the, the Something, dock. yeah, scraped the, so the dock. So scraped yeah. it there. So um, anyway, uh uh, in turnabout, though, is fair play. Rita planned this dinner for Dell, uh, home cooked meal, brought it there, and then Byron crashes it. So Rita obviously is not happy about that. So now you're really thinking. I remember last week. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I was really uh, annoyed by Rita. Actually, I thought, who is this Rita? She seems a little bit too possessive of Dell. It seems to be. And, yeah. Uh, so now it's you know. Now, we might want to point out that Byron is the editor of the local newspaper. He's played by Nigel Whitney. Right, and he now has given Cat a job, and uh, Cat thinks it's all... Modern modern day Cat. Modern day Cat, yeah. yeah. And and, uh, now, I don't think we've seen Byron in the past, because he only appeared six years. I don't think he's from... I don't think he's from No, he's not going to show up in the past. We uh, think. I don't... Well... But nothing... Anything can happen. anything can happen. Or nothing can happen. Uh, (laughs) Nothing can happen. (laughs) If I'm nothing thinking, was no, happening, another show. I don't want to mention when that show is. We would be here if nothing was happening. <laughs> anyway, um, but Cat uh, uh, thinks that you know she gets the job because of her awards and her talent. But uh, you know, you know, I don't know. I think he gave the job to her because he's kind of got it bad for Dell. You know, so he, this right. is a good way to yeah kind of keep keep the keep them closer. Well, yeah, because so, he shows up at the house during this Rita dinner thing uh, to give. Keys, right? To to the, the keys to the newspaper office. So you which know. Rita says, "Hey, you could have just left them under the mat." You know, well, that's so. ridiculous. Who would leave office keys under a mat? Uh, Rita Obviously, would. Yeah. It, I guess so. I think she'd like to leave Byron under the mat. I think so. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, at this point, you know, Cat uh, Alice is is uh, you know, she's putting on a good facade of being the trustworthy teenager. So Cat decides to 
yeah, tell her I'm going to trust you more, whatever. Uh, and then she promptly finds out that Alice has been lying about where she spent. Well, and you see, says, let's back up a little bit. There's a there's a party that is birthday party for yeah, Spencer. For yeah, Spencer. Yeah. Spencer uh, invites Alice, and Alice says, "Yeah, I'll be there." And I think she actually intended to go. Now, now Spencer's played by Kadem O'Connor, and fans of Heartland will know that he was in Heartland. Yes. Whose name in Heartland was Adam. Adam, that's right. That's right. Which has nothing to do with this show. No, nothing. Right. I just thought anyway, of... So Cat decides to trust Alice, and then Cat finds out that she really didn't go to Spencer's birthday party the way she said she was because uh, Alice went to the past and got stuck there uh, overnight, which she hadn't planned on doing. But um, so uh, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, yes. Another clue here. Another another item. Cat is at the... Uh, at the cafe, at Monica's cafe, which, you know, Monica was kind of her nemesis back in the day, Kat's nemesis. Uh, but now they seem to be getting pretty chummy, which is interesting. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic. So they're sharing a drink and Andy comes in to get a cup of coffee and he's an attractive single guy and Monica kind of encourages Kat to be interested, maybe share his number, whatever, share her number, whatever. Uh, Kat's a little like, no, that's not going to happen. But um, at some point, they start talking about, do you remember when they start talking about their kids? And Monica, by the way, is Spencer's mother. Anyway, they're talking about when they were kids, and they start talking about this beach, infamous beach party they were at. And uh, coincidentally, um, right at that moment, Alice is in the past at that very same beach party. Now, that's kind of weird, isn't that's it? That's kind of strange. That was strange, yeah. I'm sure that the writer thought about that. Uh, but... Uh, there is so that's a great juxtaposition, um, and, uh, and of course Alice is in the past, and she's at this beach party with Elliot, and Monica is there. Of course, she's the snarky one, and she's not really in the picture at that point. Right, just there, hanging out with her snobby friends. Right, and Cat um, and Elliot and Alice are there, and of course uh, a uh, beachy looking guy. Walks up, handsome looking dude handsome with a guitar. Handsome looking dude with a guitar and Which, long, you know, that's, hair. That's what I was attempting to do in high school. Handsome look looking dude just with guitar. Like that. Yeah. Well, I had a, I had but, a nylon string guitar just like his. Yeah, no, that's so. right. But you actually could play it. I could actually and sing. I knew some chords. Yes. So this guy, I don't know the actor uh, who plays the, Samuel Braun plays Nick. That's yeah. his name. So I don't know. I'm assuming since they've given him a uh, a card that, uh, or at least part of one, that he's going to show up again. One would think so, but you know he plays a significant role in this. The, what's about he to happen? He does not here. play a significant guitar, however. <laughs> but he he fumbles through. But he hands course. it to Alice, and she she can play. She's yeah. got chops. So Beautiful she voice. plays, and she sings a Britney Spears song. And I remember asking you last night uh, when we watched it to look up the date of that because I was so hoping that it would be a song that was from like 2000. Yeah, but in that... But it, no, no, it was 98. Yeah, 99, 98, 99. Well, yeah, yeah. so um, maybe it was going to be her next single. But anyway, I thought that would have been fun if they'd played with that a little. Like, how did you know that song? I don't know. But uh, it's, at any rate, Cat uh, finds out because Alice told Kat that she was going to go to Spencer's birthday party, and then she didn't go. And Kat found out from Spencer the next day that she didn't show up because she didn't feel well. So right. too bad she couldn't be there. So now Kat feels like an idiot because she just gave Alice this trust, and now she realizes she's been, been being played, which no mother likes, No, from what I'm told. Yeah. So um, now... Uh, so. When Alice says to Cat, "Well, I'm headed over to Spencer's," Cat's like, 
yeah, maybe. And she follows her, uh, follows her to the pond and watches her dive in and freaks out. And that's the end of the, of the uh, well, and she decides to dive in after her. Well, that's the really shocking at the end of this. She dives in. She dives in. So after. now they're both heading to the past. Now, yeah. are they going to head to the same past? We don't know. Well, well, we kind of do because we've seen the tease. Oh, well, I don't week. know. Well, but, I suppose so. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. I was just watching these guys dive in. Um, first of all, they wouldn't win any awards for diving. A little ungainly. What, were you, you a professional diver? You? No, but I used to play one. <laughs> I was a kid. No. Anyway... Um, yeah, the, you know it's interesting. I was when I watched uh, um, the when you watch the scene where Cat dives in, it's like they speed up the clip just a little bit. It makes it look a little s- supernatural, if I could use that word. Well, yeah, that's that's I don't think that's the anybody. Canadian thing to say. I guess so. Yeah. someday we'll watch that show. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's just kind of interesting that they did that. But the tease is that you know Alice is, I mean Cat is back in at the same past, and she. Uh, she's kind of, you know, like Alice in Wonderland, I guess, you know, just right. l- looking at everything going, what the, and uh, she sees Jacob and it really affects her. And then she's at the last, the bit of the tease is Colton is calling after her. Now, logistically, logically speaking, um, they won't know Cat because Cat is younger and doesn't, they don't look the same, young Cat and older Cat. Don't right. look the same. So right. she True. could logistically say, yeah, I'm Alice's mother. And that could be how they weave that into the story. Yeah, I don't but know. you're projecting but I into know. the past. I know. Can or I say into that? the future. In the next <laughs> we're not sure what we're proje- projecting in the past. I mean, I have to say, confusing. this episode was a bit more confusing. In Well, not confusing. It was a mo- bit more active going back and forth yeah, than I, the previous episodes. I don't, and I, I mean, I guess they, they make it look kind of easy going into the, but to me, it would still be a big deal. Dive in the water and the first time she almost drowned, so... And there's nobody there to pull her out now, so I guess it's no big deal. It is an unusual device, I would say, yeah. the pawn thing. You know, because you start thinking, well, comes how with complications. <laughs> Even though it's not possible at all. We know <laughs> well, how possible. do we know? I don't know. Have you ever div- dro- dove into a pound? A, a pound? A pound. <laughs> Have you ever dived into a pond? Well, I was born in Scotland. I never had a pound. <laughs> but I almost, when I was a little boy in Scotland, I almost drowned in a pond. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, that, I fell into this pond. And all I remember was swirling, 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 vertical, vertical, circle, circle, circles, and somebody dragged me out. Wow. It was like I was going to go under. It was, was going to be... a young cat? It's going to be all over, but I think my one of my uncles pulled me out of the water. Wow, you were lucky. I was lucky, yeah. 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 So that was, that was... And actually, I in fact, I even wrote a short story about it back in, in college. Um, I have a this big lake in Maine that we used to go to, and I just love this place. It's still, to me, it's like my soul place, you know? So when I was, I don't know, young teenager, maybe 13 or so, we had this big diving dock, floating diving dock out there, swimming dock out in the lake in the cove, and um, I dove in, came up and hit my head on one of the big barrels that keep it afloat, and right. just about knocked myself out. Ooh. and. Um, now that might be related to our next movie, so don't go any further. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, uh, all I wanted to say about this one, in the end of it, is you know the tease is is she you know cat goes back to the past, and it's interesting because it's funny. I can I can follow Alice into the past, but now that they've thrown cat into the past, I'm not sure I believe it. <laughs> it's a little way <laughs> out there. I did, like it wasn't way out there enough. Well, let's I don't know. let's mention a couple more things before we uh, wrap up this episode. There's at one point, 
uh, Kat is assigned her first assignment at the newspaper. She has to write about a giant cucumber. Right. She goes out right. and, and, and interviews the guy about the giant cucumber, has a fabulous line about growing this giant cucumber, his one big line. Uh, but later on, Dell is reading the article about the cucumber, and you hear her voicing it over what she's reading. And then right. she says something about maybe there's something in the soil. I don't know. Like, yeah, there, maybe there's a clue there. There's something mysterious about this. It, the giant cucumber wasn't just thrown in yeah. as a comedic device, you know, for her writing something new. Things becoming something yeah. different because of the soil yeah. kind of a thing. So, yeah, it, yeah uh, yep, that was, uh, th- you know, this episode on the whole didn't give you a whole lot to... Um, put in your fact binder to figure out who done what. Yeah, it, I mean, there it was, just gave it just gave a little bit more about like, the family dynamic. There's a, some interactions with Alice and Elliot. El, Elliot makes a Back to the Future joke. She doesn't. She thinks he's old for saying the joke, and that made all of us in the audience feel old for understanding the joke about Back to the Future. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> um, and um, uh, he and then she tells him that. That she sees a picture, that that Polaroid picture from the past. Yeah, not, and once again, she walks up to Elliot while he's standing with his peers and says something, you know, some sort of non sequitur. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, don't hey, say. Hey, I found the Polaroid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. But that's important too. And he says, well, don't get, avoid getting pictures of yourself taken in the yeah, past. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, don't well, get any yeah, more pictures yeah. taken. Yeah. I don't know. This this is uh it's an interesting uh, as always when I watch any kind of things like this I start thinking how are the writers going to write themselves out of this? I know. How do they they put them I mean I think I'm I admire writers because they can put themselves into a corner and then write themselves out of it. Right. Logically it's right. like, okay. And you know how shows work, you're going to make 10 episodes, you you go through as writers you go through the whole thing, you figure out what's going to happen, you Develop the arc, so what's going to happen? Start the end, and then go to the beginning. Develop what what's going to happen in each episode to get you to the end, and then you know, assign the writers and everybody. There's a story editor; they figure it all out. So it's right. all obviously carefully figured out what's going to happen. We just don't know. I do want to point out before we move on from the show that uh, uh, Alex Hook plays the teen cat, and I thought she was really good in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because I don't, we know if we've talked about her before, but she's really good. In the, she is the series. really good. Yeah, uh, so. the, you know, the the cast on this is just. It's it's really incredible that they find these this talent yeah. in this talent pool up there in Canada. Yeah. Something in the soil, I guess. And, <laughs> and the cucumbers are gigantic. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's uh that's so this that's episode. our wrap up of this episode of The Way Home. We're looking forward to next week. Um hoping that they give us a, a bit more to chew on, you know, to really try to figure out like a giant cucumber. <laughs> Would you stop with the cucumbers? <laughs> you don't even like cucumbers. I, I've I never do. seen you eat cucumbers. Well, yeah, isn't a cucumber the same as yeah? In a salad, you have a cucumber, so yeah. well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna head on to dessert. Finally. <laughs> okay. Hallmark Cafe is brought to you by Rolling Home Records, the home of original music by Michael and Diane Killen. Visit rollinghomerecords.com to find streaming links to hear singles and tracks from their albums. And be sure to find Diane's single, Tonight I'm Gonna Fall in Love, as featured in the Hallmark movie, Where Your Heart Belongs, on your favorite streaming platform. Yeah. 
And we're back in the cafe for dessert. Ready for dessert. Uh, you know, there are so many really, really fun, really great Hallmark movies in the bank over the last, you know, several hundred years. Um, but this one we picked out to pair with The Way Home, episode three, uh, for the reason, I guess, that Michael stated, which was there's a beach party in each one of them. There's a, I there's think that's a, the only reason that I need. A beach party in the past a in beach, each one of them. A past beach party. Yeah. So uh, this movie that's our featured dessert is called Love Strikes Twice. It was originally shown on the Hallmark Channel on October 2nd, 2021. It's directed by Jeff Beasley. The writer is C.J. Cox, and the story was by Neil and Tibby Dabrowski, Couple oh, of my I love those favorite guys. writers there. They, they just have the best. Yeah. S- uh, well, I'm surprised they didn't write this one. They must have. Well, been it's interesting. C.J. Cox uh, wrote uh, Rip and Time, a movie we talked oh, about well, a couple of weeks know, ago. That's true. So and he likes the time travel thing. Uh, yeah. 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 So, well, not yeah. that we've given that away, but no. Oh, well. <laughs> actually, it's okay. <laughs> I sort <laughs> well, of said it earlier. It anyway. oh, I don't know. I know. Anyway, uh, Love Strikes Twice. You know, it's uh, it's 2021, and and Maggie and Josh, played by Katie Finley and Wyatt Nash. Uh, they're a working couple who are drifting apart after 15 years due mainly to the workaholic schedule Maggie has at her high-powered law firm. She's beginning to doubt her choice in her husband after all these years and uh, wonders, especially after she has a chance meeting with an old high school flame, if she should have made a different one. And I want to clarify that she's not thinking that she's not in love with her husband. She's thinking she must. she doesn't think she's the right person for him, okay, that, yeah. that he could have done better to have somebody more you know, I guess devoted to home and family, then uh, who knows? We can't get inside her head completely. But it's not like she's thinking of cheating on him. It's more that she just wonders maybe he'd have been happier if he'd married somebody else, you know? Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, the, her high school flame is, you know, uh, Rick played by Marshall Williams. Anyway, they, they go home for her parents' anniversary uh, and she and Josh have a heated argument. She goes for a walk, tosses a coin into a fountain and wishes for a do-over. Uh, when she drops her phone, she reaches down to pick it up and smacks her head on the lip of the fountain, knocking herself out. It, that hurt just watching that. I know, that was good. <laughs> so when she wakes up, she's in her high school version of her bedroom, post-graduation and pre-everything else in her life, and it's 2006. Right. So that's the setup. Uh, you know, she uh, Maggie plays confused, I think, really well, but she's smart enough to feel her way along. Like, I don't know what's going on, but... She's, she's a lawyer. She's smart. She's thinking of things. She, you know, what is it? Do you only ask questions you know the answers to? She's trying to figure out the answers right. before she asks any questions. So uh, she realizes uh, this may be the do-over she wished for. And uh, then she thinks, well, if I can save the library, which is a big deal in the town. Uh, well, because Josh wants to save the library. Josh, well, that's how they met. Yeah. Josh, she, yeah. Josh wanted to save the library. Yeah from these scam artists that, um, you know, scammed the town and took a bunch of money and then went to South America. Right. And still bulldozed the library. So um, if she figures if she can save the library this time, then um, it, she could also rewrite her and Josh's relationship. Uh, yeah. th- what I want to say is that Katie Finley is a tour de force in this movie. She plays this, uh, and she's back in time, supposedly playing her high school self, but she's, of course, a trained lawyer, an attorney. And, and a good so, one. So her scenes where she's going up against the, the other attorney and she's talking to the judge and she's supposedly this high school kid, but the dialogue is so beautifully written and so 
lawyer-like. It's flawless. And her really delivery is. of all these lines and all of this technical uh, legal stuff is fantastic. It's, it's like she's the lawyer we'd all like to be. I know. Like, yeah, everybody wants to, everybody wants to have her as, you know, as a lawyer. In fact, even the lawyer at the end wants to hire her. <laughs> so, actually, is the lawyer that she has in her present day. It's confusing. Yeah. So, um, well, another it, one of those past-present things. It's interesting. Uh, um, I kept thinking, well, because when you watch these, you're trying to think, okay, is it is it kind of, or of course, it's not real because people, okay, I just want to disclaimer here. You cannot time travel. I'm sorry. It's not a thing. What about the pond? No. <laughs> Find the pond. Yeah, right. What about Outlander? Uh, no, it doesn't happen. So you're trying to figure out, well, how is this possible? What, is she dreaming? Did she, right. did she hit her? And then I was thinking, well, maybe what happened was she actually hits her head at the end and then she dreams the Chicago part. Right. And so. then she wakes up. So it's actually, everything happens the way that, you know, it's, but but then you think, well, how does she know that they're scam artists and how does she, I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a mind twister. It, I mean, yeah. you you're know. trying to like, figure out how the writer uh, was thinking about this. <laughs> so, But it's such a fun ride. It's a very... Uh, it's uh, fast fast. It's like it's a screwball comedy. Is, yeah, in, in some moves, of the cases. The dialogue's very fast. And uh, there's a really funny scene where Maggie and Josh go to the... The resort to the, the golf course, golf the course golf club. to try to find some hidden papers in and uh, trying to get the briefcase, proof yeah, the, the proof ca- out of the briefcase, right? Yeah. And it's it's a pretty funny sequence, uh, you know. It's a classic. It's a little bit Ocean's Eleven, or yeah, whatever, classic so. comedy sequence of of uh, trying to do this. I really like the music was great. I, I had some favorite lines in this because the dialogue is just so cleverly written. And at one point, she's telling Ash, you know. Uh, when she's telling him that she's from the future, uh, she says, uh, I thought I was dreaming, but my dreams usually involve Sonia Sotomayor. <laughs> that was, <laughs> That's a funny that line. That was a really uh, a legal funny line. line. Yeah. And uh, then uh, they're having a conversation outside the, the courthouse at one point, and the parents are there, and, and they're trying to, to get them to tell the, you know, she and her brother, well, who's your favorite kid? And they ask the father, and, and he says, uh, look, I wanted a dog. If your mother wasn't allergic, you both would be Cocker Spaniels. And uh, <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. That was a classically funny And one. then uh, at one point, uh, uh, like she says, you know, Dad, use your thumbs. And he says, this will never catch on. And, of course, what's happening is he's trying to text on his flip phone yeah. using, using his fingers. And it's funny because they're talking, you know, you see these flip phones, you know, you know which we all used to have years ago. And all of a sudden, these flip phones are kind of a... Well, you know com- they're coming back. They're a comedic device in they're this actually, movie. They're actually coming back. Yeah, it's they, like people, vinyl. It's the new thing, yeah. yeah. It's a new thing of flip phones. So I miss my flip phone. I really liked it. I do, too. I think they need a flip phone with a touchscreen, somehow. Somebody somehow, figure that yeah, out. yeah. So uh, the, the hard part about flip phones was that you had to key the button you know, two or three times, each one, to get to the letter you wanted, because there's three letters on each... Right, Just like, yeah, just like the old rotary phones. Did we actually say rotary phones and people rotary phones? Would they know what, what that is? Are? I don't know. And uh, but I, I also thought the ending had a little bit of the Wizard of Oz in it. You know, when she yeah. wakes up and she's on the floor and she looks at Josh and says, "You've got gray in your hair," and <laughs> the Wizard of Oz when she's waking up in mm-hmm. the in back in her bed in Kansas yeah. and looking at all the principles that were right. in the other. Yeah. So, um, boy, that goes way back. That goes. That's w- a, that's an old reference. That's a really old that's reference. A really old reference. But who hasn't seen the Wizard of Oz? I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I used to watch it every year, kind yeah. of like Rudolph. I would watch it yeah, every year, yeah. but I haven't seen it in a long no, time. No, a long time, no. So I think it, it's not like The Princess Bride, which I'll watch anytime it's on, or, you know, um, the. Or for me, it's like. Called? American President or if something. Singing in the Rain is on. I'm going to watch it. You know, there yeah. you go. So. so, anyway, that is dessert. Um, 
there's some, I guess coming up now in February is Loveuary. Loveuary. So there's a lot of uh, different uh, movies that are all, of course, uh, around uh, kind of and a of course, Valentine's Day theme. Yeah. So. And of course, uh, you know, as we go along, uh, the movies that we feel we really want to talk about and put out there to you, we will bring them to you. That's right. If we're talking about it, we liked it. So there you yeah, go. There you go. So that's it for today. Join us next time in the Hallmark Cafe. Where love is always on the menu. Hallmark Cafe is a copyrighted program produced by High Horse Productions. Our theme song was written and performed by Diane Killen, and the Hallmark Cafe illustration was created by Daniel Killen. Be sure to find Hallmark Cafe on Instagram and check out our Facebook group.